Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Orton Gillingham podcast. We're down one person today. Katie is not going to be with us today because she is sick with the flu, unfortunately. So we, we miss Katie. Um, but we are here to talk about something kind of exciting, and that is um, to introduce kind of a new sort of series that we're going to be um, starting and launching called What's Your Superpower? And um, it really is basically highlighting people who have dyslexia or reading um, differences um, and, and how those reading differences or dyslexia shaped who they are and kind of helped define careers and, and all kinds of things like that. So um, we're here today to kind of highlight um, these special people with special um, superpowers, we call them, and how they turned kind of dyslexia um, into a success. And so today we're here um, with Nancy Winar, and Nancy is the Director of Publications at BrainSpring. Um, and I have had the pleasure to work with Nancy before, um, and so I've known Nancy for a long time, and she's very cool. And she is um, going to talk, talk to us today about her experience um, and how that experience kind of shaped who she is today. Um, so welcome, Nancy. Thank you. Hi. Hi. So I have a little um, intro that I'd like to read. And this kind of tells the story of, of kind of um, where you came from and, and where you, what you kinds of, the kinds of things that you, you have done in the past and kind of where you are today. And so um, I'm just going to read this and we're going to talk about um, some specifics after. So Nancy was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan but primarily grew up in the northwest suburbs of Chicago in the 60s and 70s. Her mother, Lois, was a homemaker and administrative assistant. Her father, Richard, was well-known among his peer geologists. She has two older sisters she credits with helping her find confidence and encouraging her to pursue higher education after high school. While Nancy struggled with academics in her formative years, a skilled special education teacher helped her to develop learning skills that allowed Nancy to achieve academic success and graduate with honors from Mount Prospect High School in Illinois and then the University of, of Colorado at Boulder, where she gained her fine arts degree in theatrical design. At the age of 19, while on hiatus between colleges, Nancy set a record as the youngest intern hired at the Juilliard School of Performing Arts, which allowed her to rub elbows with celebrities and soon-to-be celebrities that she now watches on the big and little screens, which is very cool. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Nancy had difficulty determining what she wanted to be when she grew up. As a result, she has been a dog groomer, an assembly line worker, video specialist, theatrical makeup artist, shop manager, janitor, medical sales representative, costume designer, bridal consultant, wig technician, project manager, product line trainer, runway show assistant, let me take a breath, celebrity dresser, massage therapist, and more. After lots of travel, trial, and error, Nancy eventually settled in Michigan and into graphic design, desktop publishing, and artistic direction, and product development. And that's what she does for us here at BrainSpring. Now, when listing things that fulfill fulfill her life today, she lists raising and spending time with her adult daughters, Evelyn and Sarah, as number one. Following that is supporting her friends and family and working in a field that promotes learning. In Nancy's words, 
it is one of my greatest joys to be told by a teacher something I created helped them to teach a child. Who wouldn't love that? Nancy. Yes. You're amazing. Thank you. So, Nancy. Yes. What's your superpower, man? What I just listed su- it. Yeah, I know. Well, you said it all. I don't <laughs> think there's anything left. In your own there. words. Um, well, okay. That, I didn't expect that question. Okay. So, I guess in my own you. words. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, in my own words, I guess one of the things that I've gradually learned over time is that I can learn to do what I don't know how to do. Mm. I think early on I got shuffled around a lot in school uh, because they didn't really have, they couldn't figure out where to put me. Mm -hmm. And as a result, um, I ended up getting kind of stuck on my own a lot. And as a result of that, I believe that I made decisions that um, I was going to learn how to do something if nobody was going to show me. Mm -hmm. And most of the time that was successful. Um, at an early age, I, so I grew up watching a lot of late night television and, you know, the, I can try to remember the name of the, you know, the late time horror oh, yeah, yeah, movies yeah. Mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I remember watching Planet of the Apes and I was fascinated with the amazing uh, makeup that they did mm. for that movie, um, those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Smith, I believe, is his name, okay. was the makeup artist. And I was like, that is what I'm going to do when I grow up. Wow. And I I did eventually get my way to that, but that ended up opening doors for me in other avenues as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess even though I didn't always trust it, I still forged ahead to try things that I hadn't done before. So you're very adaptive. Adaptive. Yes. That, that was a lot faster to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that that is amazing to to be able to see something and then figure out another way to achieve it or a, an alternate way to achieve it, which is super cool. Um, so let's think about um, back when you were in school. Mm-hmm. And do you recall the first time you realized that you had a hard time reading? Like how old you were, what so, what was that? Sure. What 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 grade you were in, and what did you say to yourself? Right. Well, when I was in first grade, um, my dad was a geologist, and as a result, sometimes work took him to different cities. And as a result of that, um, I started first grade in um, in Columbus, Ohio, or in Cincinnati, Ohio. During that year, we moved to Columbus, Ohio. Then we moved to Arlington Heights, Illinois, Wow! all during that same learning year. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, a lot of reading is taught in that oh, time yes. period. So mm-hmm. it made it, it, it was clear by the end of that, I'd say at least by the beginning of the next year, that I didn't quite meet the, the reading skill levels mm-hmm. uh, that were needed for second grade. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember... Um, taking a spelling test, and I remember the teacher's name. She was very nice, Mrs. Walsh. I took, you know, she she motioned me up to her desk, and she showed me my spelling test, and I had written an, a, a lowercase f backwards. Okay. And so she said, she's like, see how that is? And then she pointed to the the, the strips up mm-hmm. above the, the chalkboard, mm-hmm. and she's like, that's how that should go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So then she erased it, and she's like, take it back to your desk and write it the right way. Mm. So the 
that did not work. Let me no. just say, no. I went back to my desk and I tried to write it the other way. I looked at the, oh. the line, you know, the what's mm-hmm. the alphabet mm-hmm. chart, and I looked at my paper, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Wow. Took it back to her, and she's like, "No, no, that's still wrong." And I'm like, "Oh." Aww. So for me, that was. How did you feel? How did that I, make you it feel? Was, I felt. <laughs> I was angry, uh-huh. you know, I was yeah. angry because I was like, I, if I had had a little more help that maybe I could have gotten it, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like I couldn't translate from that distance. Like mm-hmm. that did not, it didn't compute to me. Right, right. So, so, so did you tell your parents that that happened? Did I you ever tell your I parents you were having trouble reading or did they identify I think that, that themselves? I think that the teachers communicated it. Okay. Communicated it with with my parents. Okay, and over the next probably two years. Okay, all right. So, um, and I started going into some special ed classes through school. Not even special ed class. I mean, they they put me in the learning center mm-hmm. and during reading time, and I was given these independent study things where, mm-hmm. like, one was where it would supposed to, it was supposed to help me read chunks of yes words, mm-hmm. and it was like a slide projector thing. Yeah, self paced, and I could yes. adjust the speed and. I couldn't do it. No. And no. I did it, but I couldn't do it. You know, right. like I pretended. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because that's not really addressing the issue there at all, right. is it? So, no. And yeah. then they had other self-paced activities they tried to give me, and, and it was all self-paced. Yeah. none of it was with assistance. Right, right. So, yeah, I never quite got it. So in your introduction, you talked about a special education teacher that helped you and gave you some skills. What kind of skills... Um, did, did that person give you, that you so, recall? Yeah, so her name was Judy. I don't remember her last name. I think I was in sixth grade when I started going to oh, okay. see her. It wasn't until then. And she taught me uh, the vowels, you know, Iggy, Igloo, oh, okay. ap, something, and, and definitely Ed the Elephant, uh-huh. and all the Orton Gillingham yeah. uh, stuff. So, um, so so I, you know, and she did had me do tactical things where okay. she had fuzzy letters and she had um, letters that were uh, cut out of sandpaper, right. and there was a lot of that kind of um, methodology. I just remember sitting on the floor at her coffee table in her home. Mm. My parent, my mom would drive me forty minutes to get me to the wow. one hour of yeah of tutoring, and uh, um, and I, you know, I don't remember a lot of beyond that, but I do remember that I, at that point in time, I started being able to read more easily. Okay. So that was the beginning of it. That's pretty cool. Isn't that interesting that now you're working directly in that same exact field? Well, and it took me a little while to realize, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the stuff that taught me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of interesting. So um, think about school again. And were there, obviously reading at, at that younger age was probably a frustrating thing to do. And, and of course, we all know you have to read all day long at school. It's like you read and read and read. Um, but were there subjects in school that you enjoyed and thought you were really good at? Okay, so all of my report cards, especially through elementary school, um, almost every, every uh, topic, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was like doesn't pay attention, doesn't yeah. complete her work. Mm-hmm. And then art would say, Oh, always gives me more than what, you know, yeah. I asked for, completes all her work in a timely manner, mm-hmm. really excels. So art was always the big... The thing you love. Yes, yeah. Math I did pretty well in, but okay. art was... 
It was A1. it. And, you, yeah. and that was from the get-go. Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not a whole lot of reading that you have to do in art. Not a whole lot of reading. You're using a different part of your brain. Uh, completely. And yeah. definitely, you know, the the whole three-dimensional aspect of it as well, though. Exactly. You know, I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, I have the ability to conceptualize things in a three-dimensional way that a lot of people don't necessarily have. Absolutely. And, you know, it, we were going to talk about that a little bit, but, you know, people with dyslexia are often seen as those who can think out of the box, right? Um, it's also thought that people with dyslexia tend to think in images as opposed to words. For sure. And this is exactly what you're talking about. Um, so so this is this is something that was very natural for you. You saw things in a completely different way. And yes. that's why art made sense to you. It does, I mean, yeah. And I and the awesome. thing too that's interesting is like it's hard as a kid to you know you don't know that you're thinking differently than other people. So yeah, it's confusing when you try to explain it to people, even as an adult. Yeah, and they just they don't. Yeah, it, it doesn't always register. Yeah. And so sometimes it sounds like ideas are not good ideas because they can't register the idea. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always kind of an interesting obstacle to, mm-hmm. to deal with. I mean, when you think about about that out-of-the-box thinking or different different way of conceptualizing, you know, problems or the world, um, how would you characterize your problem-solving solving technique? How do you problem-solve? You know, do you um, – because you, yeah. you, you are an out-of-the-box thinker. I mean, when we, when we meet and we have discussions about, um, about products or whatever, um, you seem to always bring up – something that nobody else has thought of. Mm. And so do you recognize that in yourself? Sure. Um, I think I'm a big picture to, I go, you know, I, I definitely am very detail oriented, but I also am a big picture down mm-hmm. and I, I go both, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do both. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's important. I, and I think I learned a lot of that in, in my art courses, you know, was to step mm-hmm. away to give myself some distance to see it from a new perspective. Mm-hmm. So so I can bring that to lots of things, right. you know, not just, you know, three-dimensional things, but I can bring that to the workbooks that we yes. work on or the tools that are being used in the classroom, like when it came to helping with the strategy cards mm-hmm. or um, even looking at posters, like how are posters going to be helpful in the classroom mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I should mention here that um, – if you're familiar with our materials, everything you see, Nancy's created. I mean, she's created our, our, our curriculum guides, our course manuals, our posters, our strategy card. Everything that you see pretty much has gone through Nancy. So, um, so if, you, if you're hearing her voice and you're picturing her, her, uh, the Brainspring uh, materials, that's, that's Nancy. She did it. Um, so, and, and it's come a long, 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 long way. I mean... It's, it's beautiful stuff. You know, I love hearing that. <laughs> I know you do. And I tell you all the time because we do appreciate it. Don't stop. Um, I will. Okay, Nancy, tell me about your family. So did they identify your creative skills when you were young? No. <laughs> no. Okay, interesting. No, I think, you know, I think that, you know, how some families tend to be a little bit on the dysfunctional side. Yeah. So my dad worked a lot and my mom was preoccupied Mm -hmm. and uh I'm the youngest of three so Mm -hmm. um my sister 
Gail, middle child. Mm -hmm. She was very busy all the time. My sister Sue is eight years older than me, so mm -hmm. I was 10 when she moved away. Right. Um, so we didn't always have, I, I was very close to Gail, but for sure, Sue definitely did have influences on my life as well. And I mean, my dad and my mom as well also, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I, I definitely think, I think that a lot of the time my parents didn't really know quite how to approach my difference, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I also, as an adult, have looked at things like ADHD and maybe mm -hmm. I have a little bit of that mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And so I can see, I have a daughter who has ADHD mm -hmm. and I look at that and I see it is hard to, it's hard, it's something different to work with. You know mm -hmm. I mean? You definitely have to not a, you have to look at how to problem solve it, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and sometimes it's not your problem to solve. And that's also another thing that's right. kind of hard to deal with sometimes. Right. So, you know. so n n your sisters didn't have any kinds of, um, reading difficulties or? Gail never. Gail was okay. a bookworm. And, okay. and actually Gail would read to me a lot. And then oh, okay. as I got, and my dad would read to me a lot Okay. when he was home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, um, and as I got older, Gail and I would read together. And I, mm. I will say, reading aloud, no question, helped me mm. tenfold when it came to increasing my reading accuracy mm -hmm. and uh, my speed, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. Um, and we, we actually went on camping trips together when we were both old enough. Uh, she would come home from college, and we would go on camping trips, and we would take these books about true crimes and all mm -hmm. sorts of things like that. And uh, we would sit, you know, in the woods or, uh, you know, on the shoreline and in the sun and, you know, on a blanket mm -hmm. and read together. And uh, um, and even when we were driving, like mm -hmm. we went from Illinois up to Wisconsin and did that. And mm -hmm. um, it just is it, a fond memory for me, but it also built my confidence yeah. immensely. That's so cool that you had that experience with yeah. your sister. Yeah. So kind of switching gears, we've been talking about you as a young person and how, um, how you, this, your, your dyslexia kind of um, shaped kind of who you are. But tell, tell us now about your path and your days at Juilliard. That is quite impressive, Nancy, because not everybody gets to go to Juilliard. Right. That's right. very, very um, impressive. So um, how did you get there, and what what did you do there? Okay, well, I do want to I do want to qualify. I did not want to go to college when I got out of high school. I was okay. swore I would not go to college. I was adamant that I wasn't going to college. All right. And uh, I did a couple of odd jobs um, after high school. And my sister Sue came home for a short time from California, and um, she had gone to college in Chico, in California, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, she's like, are you happy working on the assembly line and mm. nannying and stuff like mm. that? And I'm like, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And she's like, you should go to college. And I'm like, I don't have the skill level. I don't think I okay. can write well enough to do that. Right. And uh, she's like, Psh, it doesn't matter. You know, and I said, well, I did terrible on my ACTs. I never took SATs. She's like, Nancy, let's just apply. What's the worst that can happen to say no? Right. So she took me to the library back when you had to go to the library to do it. She took to me to the library and she took down a couple mm -hmm. of books and she and I went through them and we applied to a couple of universities and I got in at, at all, actually the two universities I went uh, applied to 
And uh, I ended up going to Illinois State University for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of that year, my parents had moved to New York State. And uh, I was enjoying college. I actually was on the dean's list. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, awesome. and I should say that first year of college, one of the things I tested to before I could go get in, mm-hmm. you know, I had to do like these yeah. preliminary tests. Right, to right. See where, and I had to go into English 99. Oh. And, yeah. And it was a writing class. And I was like, oh, my God. You like know, the pre-pre. It was a pre-pre. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I was. I had to do that in math. Did you? Okay, yeah, I was so terrible in I math. I was embarrassed, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought that's, you know, but. George Bodmer was my professor. I can't believe I remember his name, but I actually wrote to him years later. But and I'll explain that. But uh, he helped me learn how to be expressive in my writing. Mm. He helped me how to, you know, to 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 organize my thoughts and mm-hmm. a paper and, you know, and it's actually not any different than a lot of classes. Mm-hmm. You know, it just was like for early yeah. learners, you yeah. know, and um, and it really helped me. And he also helped me with the papers I had to write for some other classes because oh, like, I was like, I, you know, I took, you know, after office hours. And so I wrote um, term papers and did well. Like I was, yeah. you know, and uh, sometimes it's it's hard. Asking is one of the hardest things, mm-hmm. but it is. It's the best, you know, mm-hmm. if you do find someone who can help you mm-hmm. and you let them, it makes a big difference. That's like, great advice. I never like going through the, you know, the process of writing a paper, you know, do yeah. the drafts and all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. like, I want to be one and done, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 that's not realistic. Right. And, you know, um, I think he helped me learn that it was mm-hmm. okay to, you know, have to do a couple drafts. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, um, so anyway, um after that year, uh, I had talked to my counselor about what I wanted to do, which I thought was theatrical makeup. And um, he said, well, you know, are you getting that here? And I'm like, the teacher here that teaches it says, I know more than he does. So, <laughs> you know, you should go mm-hmm. go to New York if you have the chance. Wow. So, um, so I was looking at art schools outside of New York City. My sister, Gail, had gone to NYU, and uh, she and I were walking around in the city, and we bumped into a friend of hers around Lincoln's. We were at Lincoln uh-huh. Center, uh-huh. and uh, he's. We were like, "Where are you? Where were you going?" And and he goes, "Oh, I just came from Juilliard. I was dropping some stuff off, blah blah, something like that." And um, what do you, what are you guys doing? And we're like, "Oh, we're to, you know we were looking at some colleges for Nancy." And mm-hmm. um, they're like, "Oh, well, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I you know I'm interested in theatrical makeup, blah blah blah," mm-hmm. and. Uh, that blah 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 is part yeah. is important, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, uh, he said, "Oh, they're looking for an intern for th- for makeup. They have costume interns, but they are they have been having a hard time finding someone who does wigs and makeup." Uh-huh. And um, they were like, "Apply," and I'm like, "Okay." And Gail's like, "Let's go." And Did she you know about like, Juilliard? Did you know what that was all I about? Did, well, yeah, because my sister, yeah. my sister's a theater person. Yeah, and yeah, She yeah. was okay. like, "Do I go to NYU or Juilliard?" She actually got oh. accepted at both, so oh, okay. she ended up going to NYU. Um, so I do have a sister in the business. Yes. Um, so uh, we walked over and we went in and we applied. And I have to say, they were like, well, "As soon as you can get," you know, they actually interviewed me on the spot, wow. and they're like, "As soon as you can get a portfolio together, send it to us." And um, I totally dragged my heels on it. I got to tell you, I was terrified. I mean, like I was yeah, just, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm 
don't look, you know, I just, uh, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, you know, and, uh, that's um, an ADHD thing too. Is it? Mm. That procrastination thing. Yeah. Well, I was doing it big yep. time. So yep. I dragged my heels and then the night before I'm literally p- cutting and pasting, putting my portfolio together and I go in and they look at it and they're like, well, we're, der- you know, we're very impressed and, you know, we, you know, when can you start? And dragged my heels on that too. I'm what? like, oh, not for three weeks, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, they hired me anyway. And wow. uh, and I actually, it was very, very. I was, I was, uh, I got good, good responses. They liked yes. what I did. I learned about wigs and makeup. And then I, because I wasn't always doing wigs and makeup, I started learning about costumes mm. and costuming because the wigs and makeup is sort of a branch of right, right. costuming. And it was right in the costume shop. Our shop was like connected to it. Okay. So um, so I would get to watch people, you know, do all these things. And one of the things I did to make myself useful is because I'm mechanically minded. Yes. I became, I made myself, um, I can't think of the word, like, a, um, where you, <laughs> I can't think of the word. <laughs> What is it? Explain it to me. Uh, you know, we indisposable. I made oh. myself indisposable by learning how to repair and ah. clean the sewing machines, the industrial sewing machines. So whenever there was a problem See? with the surgers or the leather sewing machine or the industrial sewing machines, I would fix them. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, like even people who'd been in the shop for years, they were like, I don't know how you, you know, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's just this and that. you're an out of the that. box thinker. Yeah. And I also read directions. So <laughs> yes, yeah, you're very good at that. So yeah. yeah. So that cool. So that got me into costuming as well. So that's kind of how that rounded out eventually. Right, right. Was that the long answer? No, it was a great answer. And so, um, so you met some celebrities there or worked with some celebrities, according to your intro. Who, who were some of those people? So um, when I was there, Kelly McGillis was there. Mm-hmm. And she was a fourth-year student. Uh, Ving Rames was also okay. a fourth-year student at the time. Wow. And you know what? I, I made a list because I, I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> but, uh, um, and I have it on my phone, which I turned off. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Didn't you meet Val Kilmer? I did work with Val Kilmer later. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that was also, that came later. But I mean, okay, so just a list of celebrities. Um, Mike Cutlets, who was in Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, Jim Peary, who's appeared in several uh, television drama okay. series. Um, uh, I got to go on the set of Law & Order back when oh. Jerry Orbach was on. Oh, was very, very cool. cool. That is cool. Uh, I'm, um, <laughs> Tina Louise. Yeah. Um, uh, there's an actress, Connie, I can't remember her last name, that was in uh, um, Orange is the New Black. Oh, and wow. And actually, I went to high school with Henny Russell, who was also in Orange is the New oh, Black. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. I'm trying to think. Oh, Kevin Klein. I briefly met All when right. he came and did a talk at the, uh, at the school. Um, I mean, just to be surrounded by... Even the professors at that school and the students oh, at the I, school. For sure. I mean, what a cool yeah. experience. Yeah. When I was at Julia, Tony Peck was there, so I got to okay. see the back of Gregory Peck's head. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> which, which to me was a big deal because I was uh, definitely an old movie fan. And so to see... Yeah, Gregory you know, to Peck to is my with... absolute number one. Okay. Well... I love him. So his son looked very much like him. Oh, I would young. have I would have fallen in and, love with and him. And he was a very nice guy. Yeah, he was a really nice <laughs> yes, person. So a lot of, all the people were very cool. That's um, really cool. 
So, yeah, I mean, those are some of the actors. And then you had some of your designs in in Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stone, a Rolling Stone magazine. Do you tell about that? So I did a a equity show off off Broadway equity production of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, after I left New York, apparently the fairies were, um, they requested that the fairies in their fairy costumes do a shoot with Bjork. Uh Uh-huh. And it was an advertisement okay. that was in the Janet Jackson 93. Uh, okay. 93? Yeah, 93. All right. Stone magazine. So it was like inside front cover. So that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll have to go no see. No line credit on the photo, but I still, it did get to get my costume in Rolling Stone magazine. So that was very cool. cool. I hope yeah. you have a copy of that somewhere. I do. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find it. Well, at least it's somewhere. It is. It's somewhere (laughs) safe, I hope. That's very cool. That's very exciting. How fun. Thank you. And and Nancy brought in some of her drawings and sketches of costumes that um, we're going to um, post in our show notes. So if you want to see how talented Nancy is, aside from her book production, this is a different kind of a different kind of art. And so I, beautiful I did, stuff. I sent some other photos to uh, to Morgan also, to Morgan mm-hmm. also cool. of uh, just some of the uh, product development I did. All right, I worked with the company prior to this. All right, perfect, so. excellent. Um, so so we, you've kind of sort of answered this along the way, but you know how did dyslexia shape your career path and how you live your life today? I mean, you've kind of been talking about that all along, but can you? Can you put that into one sentence about how that actually, how that actually happened, how it shaped you? I mean, you've you've been saying it all along, but right. Well, I don't put anything into one sentence, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Okay, three Uh, sentences. No, I I guess I would say that by by all means, you know, it taught me to stand up for myself. Mm -hmm. It taught me to. find ways better you know new ways to communicate Mm -hmm. so that other people can understand the things that I'm seeing in my head and Mm -hmm. and the ideas that I have around things um and it's given me opportunities well I mean honestly diversity uh or adversity I'm sorry Mm -hmm. um I guess what I want to say is that you know as much as I think I'd like to say that I avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't cower from it. I still face it, and I try yeah. my best to communicate openly and learn from every opportunity that presents itself. Mm-hmm. I think when I was young, again, long answer. Mm-hmm. I think when I was young, um, my tendency was to back up mm-hmm. or hide or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time. And so as much as I had this great New York experience, it actually took me some years before I had the guts to, mm-hmm. to say, wait a minute, you mm-hmm. aren't hearing what I'm saying, or, mm-hmm. you know, please let me explain this before you decide. Mm-hmm. And uh, which are oddly difficult things to say. Yes. And, and, just maturity helps with that too, you know, for sure. um, advocating for yourself. And I can say that having been in meetings with you, you absolutely get your point across. You do okay. in a, in a really good way. Okay. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Sometimes I'm a little scared of you. No. I have to I have to say you know, I, you're a little bit scary sometimes. I know. But I'm I, not really scared of you anymore. No. But I used to be. You know, I, I, I have been told that I can be intimidating. Yes. When I first met you, I was very scared of you. Until one day we we were talking. Remember, we used to sit right next to each other, and and I was kind of like, Nancy's kind of scary. But I, in my head, I would say that. Uh, but one day you were like, so when's your birthday? And I told you my birthday and what year I was born. And we were born in the same year, one month apart. Yep. And you said, high-fived me and said something, and I don't even remember what it was. But it was like, oh, she's nice. And ever since then, I knew you were nice. You're not scary. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad. I don't <laughs> think I am, but, you know, it's okay. It's, I mean, maybe maybe that's a, been a part of my superpower. I, I don't. Well, you're... You protected me, I think. I think that's valid. Absolutely. Um, do you think that um, dyslexia ever held you back from anything? Hmm. In, 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 in what you wanted to pursue? You know, I think that there were opportunities that were open to me in New York that out of both um, naivete mm-hmm. and fear that I um, didn't move forward on, that I could have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I had an opportunity to go back to school and study to get a master's degree, because honestly, to be a, a costume designer, it's kind of hard to do without a master's degree. Mm-hmm. And I chose not to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I there were other reasons. So I, you know, I think I could put the blame on dyslexia, but mm-hmm. do I? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I don't think so. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, do you recall ever having worked at a job where? dyslexia um, got in the way or people were not patient with you because of it? Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I think definitely. I think as much as sometimes I can see things in ways and I don't necessarily always or haven't always had the words to explain what I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. um, I think as a result, those I think fantastic ideas didn't come to fruition because mm. other people couldn't see the potential mm. in them. Interesting. And now I'm in a position that I love, and I'm encouraged to uh, explore those ideas more and more as, you know, honestly, as I settle into my position mm-hmm. and as people see more and more that, the, that you know, they there's a reason to be confident in those yes. ideas. Yes, awesome. Um, so how did you fall on or decide on graphic design? How did you get away from the, the, the costume theatrical right. thing and move into graphic design? So I think fall is a good description. Mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of the different things I've done, I've stumbled into. I have a lot of interests. Um, computers have always been pretty fascinating to me. I did a little bit of, at one point I went to junior college a semester because I, I don't remember, just so I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a computer programming class, and um, <laughs> this is back when BASIC was, like, mm-hmm. the language you did. And, yeah. Uh, and I kind of, like, overwrote, like, I wrote so much code that it, <laughs> it, it, it like, overfilled the <laughs> the disk I was uh, given to use. I mean, and it was a floppy. I mean, it's oh, a yeah. long time ago, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, you know, so I... I guess my point being that I, I've always been kind of interested in 
computer graphics. And at mm-hmm. one point, I even considered trying to see if I couldn't get into graphic animation, mm. like Pixar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, <laughs> what was the question again? How it's, uh, I forgot. See, I forget the question, too. Um, how did you decide <laughs> on graphic design? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I started working at Teachers. I was pregnant, and uh, I started working at this other company. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and I started – I formed a friendship with the product developer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had production background mm-hmm. with costumes. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then I had computer experience. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, you could totally do this stuff. Yeah. You could totally do this stuff. So I started freelancing and doing some – uh, very basic p- book layouts. Mm-hmm. And then she left the company and I went in and I said, you need to hire me to do this. And they All were right. like, you don't have experience. I'm like, ha, ah, but I bring a lot of experience. See, so you advocated for yourself. I did advocate for myself That's and they awesome. at first reluctantly. <laughs> but look at, that was amazing. I was there a long time. Yeah, You were, and 20, you did a years. lot of really amazing things there. Thank you. Yes. I, that's that's great. And and I yeah. also didn't want to travel so much. So that was another thing. Yeah, you were to, settled then. I needed to raise yes. my kids. Yeah. And I wanted to be in one place. So yeah. that was important. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Nancy, what advice can you give to someone who has dyslexia? Well, I would definitely say find what works for you. Mm-hmm. I think that if, you know, and if you have interests, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do them. Uh, even if you can't do exactly what you want to do, there's probably something that's similar or related that you can do. And if you do that and after a while you don't like it anymore, go find something else. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done a lot of different things in my career life and, um, a very different things, Mm -hmm. not even, not on the same course. And, uh, you know, I know there, I have friends who've been doing the same thing for years and, um, you know, they say things like, oh, I wish I had had all those experiences. And I'm like, well, they're out there. Mm-hmm. They are out there for you. So mm-hmm. as scary as it is, and and don't wait. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Do it while you're young, when you have more freedom than you will have as you gain more responsibility mm-hmm. in your life, which is kids and right. things like that. Mortgages. More, yeah, financial. <laughs> and I mean, and I know it's hard right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I do... I was at a, you know, I a lot experienced a lot of this at a time when there was more flexibility. You know, there was more mm-hmm. finance. There was more flow of money mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. income was higher. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that should stop any of us mm-hmm. because I think to counteract that is that the digital world has provided so many new avenues that people can um, learn now online and uh, um, and ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help. Don't, if you can't do something, find somebody who can do it and ask them how you can do it too. That's great advice. Thanks. Well, thank you, Nancy, for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I, I love to, I love to talk about how wonderful you are. I well, just thank do. Because you. You, you are. That's mutual, my dear. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And, and um, we're, we're very lucky here to have you. Thank so. you. Thanks. And I hope you know I, that. I feel blessed. Good. Yay. Well, everybody, um, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. And just remember um, that you can contact us via podcast voicemail. Um, The link is in the description. Um, Email option, podcast at brainspring.com, also listed in in our description. Visit our website, follow us on social media, 
follow us on YouTube. Um, and, and if you have any questions, let us know. And thanks for being with us. Hopefully next time Katie will be back. And we will see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.